You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. No. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Super Arrogant Bros, recorded on October 11th, 2020, the second year of Halloween. We are your hosts, Dirk and Stev. Yes, except it's spooky times, it which means spooky. we are spooky Dirk and spooky Stev. Exactly. Yes. What, what do you like when you're spooky, Stev? Oh, uh, I go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tower among people as big boy, as big <laughs> shit brick house. I stare at them through their windows at night. <laughs> uh, that's true for some people. Yeah. Oh, some people God. actually do this. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. Good thing we don't actually do it right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be yeah. weird if you did. <laughs> be kind of, kind I might have to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the cops. Oh no. <laughs> well, buddy, uh, we we got a good lengthy topic to go over here. Oh. God, yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, buddy. Now, before we get into anything with the show here, I do want to announce something. Now, how do you support a podcast? How do you support content creators? Well, typically, they would direct you towards a Patreon. However, I am here to announce that, as of now, the Patreon has been shut down. Oh. Now, why did I do this? Were we not making any money off of Patreon? Yeah, we were. We were, actually. But I have come to the conclusion that I absolutely fucking hate systems like Patreon. As in, I really hate the idea of listeners giving donations to keep the content creators upfloat. Yes. What really excited me was being able to be approached by a coffee distributor for one, you know, some coffee seller. Mm -hmm. And he had a business that I believed in and I was willing to support him. And I did. And we got paid for it. That was fantastic. You would call it a sponsorship. So yes, we are like, we're wanting to whore ourselves out to sponsors and we need your help to do so. In other words, what we need you to do is share the show, share the show. That's all we ask. Yes. That is invaluable to us. That is worth more than anything you could ever give to us as far as money goes. Just share the show. Get more people to listen. We don't care how you get people to listen. Uh, Share it through Reddit. Share it on 4chan if you're brave enough. Share it on your Facebook, your Twitter. Get people listening because we do believe that we make some quality content. We just need the growth. And with that, yeah. Yeah. With that, it actually helps out what we do here. So, uh, Mel, the official podcast groupie in the Discord, says, I am all over that. Yeah. Uh, And in fact, we are actually going to be opening up the Discord to the public, so that way we can get some more more motion going on in that ocean. So with that, let's go ahead and get into the Games of the Week. Games of the Week. Um... Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Baldur's Gate. Okay. Well, let's get into the gaming news. Gaming news. 
So I didn't see this announced yet until just just a few minutes ago. So apparently Mortal Kombat 11 is getting Rambo. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I didn't really see this coming, but I think it's going to be a pretty good addition to the series if I played it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if we ever got the chance to. Hey, speaking of which, did you know that Larian Studios was trying to get a, uh, what's that new graphics card that popped out that like immediately went, went out of... Uh, Went out of order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the 3000 series? Yeah, the 3000 series. So apparently, uh, Larian Studios has been attempting to get their own hands on it. And they have had nothing but support regarding this sort of thing to the point where they're saying, no, keep your graphics cards, guys. Like, you, you need them to play Baldur's Gate. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So the reason why they're trying, uh, the reason why they actually do want. The uh, why they want the graphics card is so that way they can fix uh, get any nooks and crannies out regarding that graphics card, because as you know, Baldur's Gate is in early access right now. That's so right. So they're having a hell of a lot of issues. Hell, you even had one today, I believe. Yes, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did have that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good that's a good news segment here. Um, up next here, uh, the. House Antitrust Committee says Apple has iOS distrib- distribution monopoly. Oh, the article says from TechRaptor here, the House Antitrust Com- Committee has published a report on big tech companies and monopolies. In the report, the committee says Apple enjoys quote monopoly power over software and app distribution on on iOS devices. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, okay. kind of harsh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, when it comes down to that sort of stuff, I'd have to say that I, I kind of agree because sometimes Apple, it feels like they like making sure that they make more money than the actual developers do at certain points. Oh yeah, yeah. So I remember when I was like getting into a lot, uh, when, when when the fucking uh, the iPod. The one with the touch screen and all that stuff stuff first came out. Oh, the iPod Touch? Yeah, the iPod Touch. I, I don't remember what it actually is called, but... Oh, people called it an iTouch, and it just fucking drew me nuts. <laughs> I'm going to call it that from now on now. <laughs> good thing it's dead. Yeah, good thing it is dead. Man, I'm st- <laughs> still angry at my mom that she lost it. Like, yeah, you know literally- what's not dead, though? What? Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, actually... This game just came out, and it's, it's blooming just... It's it's blooming incredibly well in popularity, and I'm really happy for this. Yeah, did you? But uh, did you know that Larian Studios is a little bit uh, disappointed with everyone's uh, ever everyone's kind of character creation choice? In fact, if you look up the image using their uh, you know analytics software, they actually cre- they actually grabbed all of the most uh, picked items for Baldur's Gate three players, and they literally made the default character for Fallout 4. <laughs> the most basic individual that has ever been created in a video game. It is just a basic human male with the pompadour haircut. Yeah. Like, come on now. Uh, up next, the... Uh, the, the <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, I don't know why you would do that. Anyway, Anyways, Genshin Impact. Uh, the game actually has... Uh, Hong Kong censored in the chat. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So the thing is, Genshin Impact is actually developed in China. So with that happening, yes, there will be some heavy censorship within 
within this game, uh, with anything regarding the Hong Kong protests. And I'm, I'm going to assume that because of everything that's been happening in the VTuber scene, especially since like two of their members basically got thrown under the bus by a very big streaming platform in China, uh, Billy Billy, I think that's what it's called, and they, they, they got lamb blasted hardcore by the Chinese audience for recognizing Thailand as a country. Oh yeah, that's uh that, that that's a topic we you can get Ta- into at some point. Oh you mean Taiwan? Yeah Taiwan, sorry. You said no, Thailand, yeah. yeah. my bad. I mean Thailand I mean I love food from Thailand, but same. Yeah. But like I'm I'm you're going to look at a lot of this stuff that, that is in you know anti government history when it comes down to China. So Hong Kong, Tibet, uh Taiwan I mean, like, you're going to get a lot of these, like, weird-ass things that are going to be just censored for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really weird. And I know a bunch of my friends were telling me, hey, you should probably get into this, too, because it's it's cross-platform on the PC, PS4, uh, mobile devices, those sorts of things. And it's 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 really kind of, it's it's really kind of strange, I guess. But I, I coming from China... Yeah, I kind of came to expect it at this point. Yeah. So VTubers have been playing Genshin Impact? I know Neoners has. Yeah, Neoners has, but she's an, she's an American. They can't really touch her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it, when it comes down to a lot of the bigger like uh, streaming platforms that have VTubers, I'm talking about Hololive, Niji Sanji, and I, I, there was a third one, but I can't for the life of me remember its name. But these big companies, they, they, they lost... Well, they haven't lost, but... Because I'm wondering what kind of game they should play instead so they don't get thrown under the bus. Yeah, that is true. I wonder what game. Can you think of anything? Baldur's Gate? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, idea. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear me out here. So so, uh, I, I think that the audience would actually enjoy watching the these VTubers playing as the characters that they create in Baldur's Gate and doing the romancing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Neoners would have a ball with it. Yes. Uh, Iron Mouse, pff, you bet your ass. Yeah, she she definitely would. Uh, the, the girls from Hollow Life, totally, totally. Yeah. So I, I think uh, get them into Baldur's Gate three, and mm-hmm. yeah, they'll be a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the last bit of news here: the Activision France offices are closing. Oh. I'm sorry, the Activision Blizzard. French offices are closing. Oh. Yes. So, yeah. Um, really bad here. So people are, are obviously losing their jobs. Uh, it looks like they are looking to relocate a bunch of their employees out to Britain. So I, I don't know how it's going to work. Well, I mean, that's just the jump across the channel. Like, that's... that's Honestly, I don't know how to... I, I, don't, I don't know how to really think about it because right now Britain you know split off from the european uh, european union so who knows what sort of like kind of non uh, nonsense they're going to have to go through in order to get over to britain at this point but it's just i'm not going to take this as a good omen I, nothing about this should be taken as a good omen me neither to be honest i, I mean i I, I don't know what to do about Blizzard at this point. Okay, let's just... let's let's do a little bit of backtracking here. The mini topic inside of the topic, real fast. That's off topic. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But okay, think about think about it like this: they lost their lead developers. They're losing their lead writers. Uh, you you may recall me talking about this uh, back in one of our earlier epi- uh, back in some of our later episodes about 
how they lost two of their big riders because they're done with Overwatch. And and they and they want to just go on to different things. So a lot of uh, so they're they're going over to I'm I'm pretty sure some of them are starting to go over to Dreamhaven at this point, which is basically created by I think the co-founder of Blizzard itself. I'm 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 kind of all over the place when I when I'm when I'm thinking about this, but I I think Dreamhaven is basically the child of a Blizzard founder, and it's grabbing a lot of Blizzard developers like. It, it, not just developers, but employees and all that sort of stuff. And they're just fucking, they're going over to there because they're being disillusioned with Blizzard right now. Right. And you know what's what else is going on within Blizzard, too? So this is something where I don't know what's going to come out of it, but I think it is worth paying attention to to see what happens here. If you go to reddit.com slash r slash asmongold, so that's A-S-M-O-N-G-O-L-D, and you can actually find a um, a mega thread there, uh, racism at Blizzard. So, I, Steph, I, I showed you the th- this thread here. Yeah. And the gist of it is that one of the big writers over at Blizzard is racist, uh, very outspoken about white men. Oh yeah, no. I remember. I I remember hearing about this. I remember. I remember looking at it and saying to myself, like, this is. This goes beyond just like general hatred. This goes into something else. Yeah, to like, the point where it's like, okay, what you trying to do here? Like, is this going to be going into the writing here, or what's up here? Yeah. So this person has been heavily involved with uh, Shadowlands. So. Yeah, yeah. One of the big tweets that that's being highlighted here is where she says, "Congrats, ugly white men. Mad Max Fury Road is now our immediate future." That's that's badass though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not in the <laughs> she's not trying to describe it in a way that we would actually like it, but um I get to ride around in a car all day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh let me pull up some more from her. Uh, yep, yep, here we go, here we go. This is from Madeline Rue. Oh, white men, are you sad? Are you impotent? Are you desperate for validation you don't deserve? Jesus. Like, oh. These are just, like, fucking out of nowhere, too. I'm not seeing any sort of replies to anything or anyone, which, which really causes me to wonder real fast, like, what... What's starting to really fucking like get under her skin? Because at this point, it's like this is something outside of just like white men shit. Yeah, here's one saying white people must be stopped. I don't even see what the actual like that was a reply to something, but I I don't know what it what it was related to. So let's see here. I'm pulling up one more from Tay Benny. Who says, today I learned I am Maddie's wife and husband. That's in reference to Madeline Rowe. Uh, Reading that today made me cackle with diabolical joy. Madeline says, today I learned my dad, who doesn't know what Warcraft is and lives in Minnesota, works at Blizzard. Uh, Junkers at Making Mega Man says, LOL, OL, OL. The Bamboozle. How did that come up in conversation? You ask about his anniversary sword? And then she says... 
Some chuds are on the saddest investigation of my life because Blizzard hurt me. Hurt, sorry, because Blizzard hiring me hurt their fifis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna lie, boss. I haven't heard about her until you started posting those. Right. That's. That's the thing, though. Because if you mention about anything that this person is doing, you're met with censorship. Like, posts get taken down. Oh, shit. I'm talking about the Gamergate level of censorship that was going on all the way back on 4chan. Now, I remember you talking about how they're doing this on the actual forums, too. And I got a little bit like, okay, this is... This has to be old news because I remember when there was a, like there was a small point where it's just like if you posted anything bad about certain games, community managers will just immediately shut it down. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Which is why Heroes of the Storm is the best game in existence because they haven't shut down any sort of bad talk about it. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, here's one more golden tweet from her. This has nothing to do with left or right. White people invented racism before there was a left or right. I'm confused, but okay. <laughs> I mean, someone doesn't understand how human evolution works, but all right. Yeah. Like, racism is a racism is an unfortunate product of of human evolution. Um, it is something that, while we do not like it or do not appreciate it, it it came from how humans developed. Yeah. This is why I say that evolution is not a ladder. It is not. It is not this like upwards going motion. It's just change over time for better or worse, mm-hmm. and we just apparently somehow ended up with it. It, it. it always stems from. It always stems from a fear. Yeah, and like it, it, if if you don't understand something, you're gonna fear it, and then after that, you're gonna hate it because you fear it, and then you literally begin to forget like why you why you hate that race. Yeah. So I want to make myself very clear about this. The reason why I'm talking about this is because I think it is worth watching to see what happens. Uh, this was a post six days ago on this uh, subreddit. The name is deleted, so the person probably deleted their profile, or who knows if Reddit shut it down. I don't know. It says, I have taken time to archive and collect archives of the greatest hits of Blizzard contractors. If you have any more to add, please post below and I will add. Any additions must be archived. Screenshots will not be accepted unless an archive link accompanies it. So in other words, they are actually serious about making sure that what is said is verifiable. And I am not going to encourage anybody to get involved in what is going on. And in fact, if you are confused by any means, if you are not sure about what to make of what you're hearing, then don't get involved. Do not unless you have an actual legit good reason to do so. Do I wish that the person that uh, is being openly racist uh, no longer speaks for for Blizzard? Absolutely. But uh, I, I can't... Ugh... It's gross because I can't go after someone's job, but no, I no, it, and and that's 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 where I started saying to myself, no, I can't get involved. I I don't want to get involved with this simply for the fact that, you know, one misstep while you're doing this, you get fucked. Yeah, you get you get absolutely fucked. So just if you don't know what you're doing, don't touch it. Look at it. You can you can look at it, but just don't touch it. Stay you know social distance away from it, and if it confuses you even more. And you don't want to, and and you feel like you have no idea how to begin. Don't. Yeah. Just just look at the, look at the pictures, look at the archives, 
and just leave it at that. And then vote with your wallet. If you think that this is not okay for Blizzard to be to be having uh, under their tent, then then vote with your wallet. Yes. Um, there are plenty of instances where if a person is speaking out against something that they find really abhorrent, uh, where they can actually become uh, professionally kicked in the nads. Mm-hmm. So, like, be careful. Like, for a lot of people, they probably got screwed over just because they were simply involved in the Gamergate uh, movement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, be careful and uh, don't talk about this on the World of Warcraft or Blizzard subreddits. Otherwise, you I, are going to get. Yeah, no, that's you'll, it. You'll, you'll probably get banned. Best case scenario, whatever you say is going to be deleted. Yeah. Just don't do anything stupid. Yeah. You know what you should do instead? Mm. I mean, vote with your wallets and maybe buy a different game. What? What? What game do you think they should buy? Uh, there's a brand new game that just came out. It's in early access, but Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Topic of the week. <laughs> Topic of the week. Back in 2019, we went to PAX. Mm-hmm. And we were able to talk to people that were involved in the development of Divinity Original Sin 2. This was at the the booth for Larian Studios. A very wonderful booth. I was I was happy to see it. Yes. Uh like I actually loved their setup. And we were able to to sit and chit chat with, with people there, and I gushed. I gushed hard over uh Divinity Original Sin 2. Because to me, Divinity was was a very perfect role-playing game. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what I wanted on a role-playing game that I would play on my computer. And then eventually, I would get this game for my Nintendo Switch so I can do the cross-save, which is really useful for me, actually. But the guy hinted that something was in the horizon. Something very special. And then... E3 happened, and they announced Baldur's Gate 3. Oh. And after a long wait, here we have it on our computers in early access. Stev, do you want to take the wheel from here and guide us in through this discussion? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, <laughs> we were we are really excited to be playing it right now. Baldur's Gate 3 is everything that I honestly kind of wanted in a, you know, in one of those isometric RPGs. I have my turn-based combats, I have my real-time movements, I don't have to, you know, keep modding Divinity Original Sin 2 in order to get my, like, weird fix when it comes down to certain things, but, god damn, Baldur's Gate 3. Let, 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 me, let me go through everything that I went through when I first started like actually making the game. Yeah. And this this is going to be my first run like playing this. I haven't I haven't done any save like any other saves. I've just been going on to one character because there was a shit ton of stuff that you that I went through while playing this game. So character creation. Good amount of options. 
good amount of uh, voice work and all that good shit. I felt overwhelmed by the options. Yeah, I kind of did too. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, classes and stuff are all, like good and stuff like that. But there's also this little part where it's like making a good looking character, and I mean the graphics on this fucking game are phenomenal. It it just it feels nice. The characters look good. Every option looks good. And I mean, it's just that's what I mean by overwhelmed, like overwhelmed in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to be a wood elf or do I want to be a drow? Do I want to be a warlock or do I want to be a cleric fighter? That sounds fun, too. Yeah. But I, I got to pick one. Yeah. And so I'm I'm going through these options and I'm saying to myself, what do I what do I want to play? Like, I I, I don't want to do the what I did last time on my first save where I just made a random dwarf, uh, a random dwarf in plate mail and just like threw him at the enemy. Cause after a while I realized that there were uh, consequences to doing that, such as dying a lot. <laughs> but after a while it's, it, I, I finally got it and I said to myself, okay, what is something I never got to be able to do in D and D because of like the weird restrictions when it came down to adventurers league. And you always had to pick a, a good aligned character. And I'm like, God, I'm, that's kind of boring, really. I want to play someone that's an asshole. And I want to play the asshole race. And I want to be like the exemplar of what my race is. And so I said to myself, I'm going to play a drow. I'm going to pick up a drow. I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to go with, oh, look, what? Oh, and, and, and I picked the drow. I'm like, okay, what class do I want to play? I've always played like warrior type classes. I've always played like, you know, paladin cleric type classes. And I looked at this and I began to realize I don't want to play any of these. I want to play a spellcaster. Oh, okay. So I picked up the warlock. Now, keep in mind that this is still in early access and so a lot of the ga- a lot of the stuff that you're seeing in there right now you're going to say to yourself, oh, well, what about this? What about this class? What about this subclass? You kind of get the idea. And don't worry, it's coming. The entirety of the player's handbook for D&D 5th edition will be in Baldur's Gate 3. This comes down to entire new, like, in, in, in entire classes. This is going to come down to entire sub-stuff whenever you get into level 3 of whatever you want. And it's even going to be like you're going to be all the feats are going to be there as well, including, I think, background. I don't remember. But what's what what I started gravitating towards is the warlock. And I'm like, it's it's super cool. And God, man, it's just so fucking cool to play as a warlock and realize that, yes, I have all of these other spells, but what I really want to do is that I really want to play a ranged ranged melee hybrid sort of character. So I decided to like really start uh, getting into this. And right now, my current my current drow warlock has to be the, the most charismatic motherfucker in existence because I I, I, gave, I gave her beguiling uh, beguiling influence, which gives me extra bonuses to you know talking and walking and all that sort of stuff. And I also took uh, agonizing blast, which basically allows me to add my charisma modifier to my eldritch blast. And it's just 
God damn, there's so much damage involved, and it's just so fucking good. And I have a lot. I, I have a lot of fun with it. And so going through the game, I I just keep realizing like I'm the linchpin. I am the pure damage man when it comes down to playing this sort of class. Like my entire party revolved around picking off things that I can't deal with personally or tying or tying up things that I want to keep away from me or just a straight support class that would support me and other people in the party. So I have myself a warrior, I mean a fighter, a cleric, a rogue. Those are the three things that I really that I needed in order to like actually in, in order to physically like maintain this sort of party dynamic. And I I think Baldur's Gate 3 really drums that down for me. Like it's it's fucking good. I, oh God, man, it's just so good. I take over because I'm just gonna keep saying yeah, it's yeah. so good. So, so when I went through the character creation process, so as I mentioned, like being overwhelmed, and I was like, okay, uh, fuck it, high elf fighter. So I went with that for a little bit, and then eventually I was like, well, I heard good things about being able to play as a cleric in this. Okay, I'll do a drow cleric. Okay, this is even better. Like. I got my melee mace, but at the same time, though, if I want to use one of my cantrips and uh, use use fire against something, I can definitely do so. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're going from getting off of the the ship where you're you were abducted and by the the um, uh, mind flares and and being told no, you got to get the fuck out of here. Okay, you, you jump ship and then you're trying to recover and, and figure out, okay, how do I get this tadpole thing out of my head that they, they implanted through my fucking eyes? It's, uh, I'm not that far into the game just yet, but I've been able to take a big enough bite to be able to get an idea of, of where this game is going as far as the gameplay goes, and I fucking love this. So being able to play as a drow, I had goblins going, hey, okay, no, make way. This is a drow. Get the fuck out of the way here. Instead of trying to just completely fuck me over from an ambush, for instance, mm-hmm. um, and I notice that that everything that I do is going to have consequences, just just in the same kind of vein as the Divinity Original Sin games do. Mm-hmm. So, I, it's it's it is the rules of Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. It is the mechanics of this system brought into a PC game. And I love every bit of it. Sure, I do not. I'm not the biggest fan of D and D Fifth Edition compared to the superior, I believe, three point five edition or Pathfinder. But you get to do dice rolls in this fucking game. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, in in this in this game where, so let's say you're playing a tabletop role playing game and your GM tells you, okay, you need to make a strength roll and you need to to roll fifteen or higher. So you you make that check, and if you know what you roll is going to determine your your outlook, or sorry, determine your um, consequence. Yeah, and you actually do this in the fucking game. The game actually tells you how high you have to roll, and so you're you're clenching to meet that goal or higher. I I have had points where it's like, okay, I got to roll an eighteen or higher to get this. I have no fucking way. I have no idea how I'm gonna. Oh, I did it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, or or going as down as like you gotta make I gotta you gotta meet six or higher on this roll. Okay, that's really easy. I can do oh four. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go back to what you were talking about when it came down to the drow. Yes. Playing a specific race will actually give you story advantages. So, for instance, the goblin camp that we're talking about right now. Uh, God, I guess spoilers. If you don't want to hear anything about this game and go into blind, probably try and avoid this right now. But going into the goblin camp for me as a drow was super easy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I don't remember goblins, like, like thinking drow as their leader or something like that. And then you begin to dig into it and it turns out that one of the one of the like leaders of this goblin like cult basically yeah is an actual drow woman. And so that's the reason why they're letting you through not because it's like oh oh you're 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 I don't know you're you're very foreboding and stuff like that. Like you're very strong which means that we have to let you through. You no, know, it was along the lines of oh you're a drow which means that you must know the drow lady in the camp as well. And there are other story instances where it's like uh in order to rescue one of your uh one of the companions that you can actually recruit in the game you have to uh, for me, I went up and I, I saw that she was like in a cage. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. Like this, ha- this has to be a fight right now. Like, cause it, it, she's she's in a cage, which means that I have to talk them out of this. Yada yada yada. You get the idea. And then all of a sudden, I almost get thrown into a combat situation where two tieflings look at me and say, "Dark skin, dark skin, uh, dark skin elf." Like, okay, draw your swords. Like, um, uh, 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 intimidate. The intimidation works. And they immediately go, okay, I don't want to fuck with the drow right now. So, uh, we're gonna, we're just gonna dip and, uh, don't hit, don't hurt us. Okay. This is your warning, though. And I mean, there are so many other instances where it's like, oh, you're a drow. Swords out, lads. We're going in. Right. I'm waiting for those instances where being a drow actually fucks me over. So, because to me, that's gonna be the most interesting part about this. So, and 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 I mean, like, there were there, there's other things too, like where where it's beneficial not only with the goblin camp, but one of the companions finds drow kind of dark and mysterious, and she likes that. And the further it, the further inward you go, the more you realize that oh, she's just yeah, no, she's she's sexually attracted to drow. Like okay, that's uh-huh. all right. She and I'm like okay, well, I guess this means that there's going to be a romantic subplot. No, she wants to know more about them because they're mysterious, they're dark. She's been told that they that they're dangerous, so she wants to know more about them. So there are actual other instances where you get to talk to her about your time as a living in the underdark and as the drow uh in the goblin camp you come up against a self-flagellating priest and he yeah he talked yeah. yeah and you talk to him and he says like yeah i i know some i know some things when i used to live in the underdark about torturing people you have to show me son okay <laughs> you want me to flagellate you okay like okay I'm gonna flagellate you now. Wham! And I take damage in the game. There's an option where you basically say you basically say to him, "Harder, Daddy." That's a turnoff for him because you're not screaming in terror and pain. And so he says, "You're you're getting this wrong." <laughs> 
I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> so he literally, so I literally tell him harder daddy. And he just says, no, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you how it's done. So he starts hitting himself. And I just begin to look at this guy and I'm like, I, I don't know how to take this. And my other companions are like, I don't know how to take this either. We're just going to go. You just tell them, sir, we're of two completely different worlds <laughs> yeah, of pain and pleasure. <laughs> says, yeah, I take I, I take pleasure from pain, but I have to scream it loudly for my God. You just told me harder, <laughs> daddy. There is no screaming involved. As such, my pee-pee go... <laughs> Move over. You're not doing it right. <laughs> this is a man so hardcore about his flashlight. No, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <You're> sh- <laughs> That's how you're supposed to scream. <laughs> but fuck, like it, it's written in a way that feels great. But then you also get encouraged by one of the companions to to do the flagellation. Yeah, he's like, I want to see this. Don't you dare say no. This is fine. <laughs> fine. I did not give in, though, because that is heresy. <laughs> well, I, I, I gave in because that's what the old gods would have told me to do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of bugs from earlier, by the way, with this game being uh, rough around the edges, so I, I've seen, I've had a goblin T-pose while talking to me. Oh, man, that is <laughs> nothing compared to what I went through the first night without any patches or anything like what that. What happened? All right, so I, I, I'm i having issues with the game, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, what if I just relaunch the game? Maybe that will help. So I jump back into the game, and during beginning of combat, everyone T-poses vigorously. And I'm not talking about like, oh, they're T-posing, like facing different directions where they're supposed to be, yada, yada. No, they're T-posing towards me. It was the most menacing thing I've ever experienced (laughs) in a fucking video game. They're just standing there menacingly. (laughs) God damn. Now, now, there there were other instances in the game, and this is the reason why when you pick up the game, you'll actually be giving two different options in order to launch the game. The Vulcan engine right now is what they're saying as experimental. They're working out all the bugs. Run into it and uh, run into it if you want to experience all the bugs and then then tell us about them on either our our own forums or on the Steam forums. We are literally reading both of them right now. Like, if you jump into these Steam forums, you will definitely get a reply from a developer saying, hey, did you try this fix on the Vulcan, on the Vulcan engine right now? Or are you running it on the, or are you running this in direct? Because it's very important that we understand which engine you're having issues with right now. So that way we can start fixing them. And, and I mean, like, some of the more serious ones that I have encountered were, I, I didn't encounter any glitches. What I did encounter is that there were a lot of different, there were a lot of different instances where things were not loading incorrectly, where it's just really fuzzy, blurry sort of textures on a character that would then start processing as I would go through the scene. Um, there are times where entities will just disappear. Uh, I went into a town, and there were corpses t-posing i didn't realize that they were t-posing well here's here's the reason why i got really freaked out by it is because there are actual living things in this town i thought were corpses so i would go up to them i would talk to them and i didn't realize that 
there was a menacing attitude to them because none of the none of the voices were going and I couldn't read anything because the camera started fucking up. So I accidentally talked to a couple of very very hungry ogres and they were wondering if I was if I was a friend or food. I had that, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I should have saved for this because I didn't know if, if if I was about to get thrown into combat with three ogres. And I'm like, if you've played D&D or any sort of RPG, you know that ogres are nothing to really mess with, especially since you're maybe level two or three when you encounter them in this town. Luckily, I passed all my, pers- uh, passed all my persuasion checks, so I didn't have to do anything about it. And it was just, it, it was really fucking creepy. Because I'm like, oh god, because I, I forgot to save going into the town. So I'm like, if I fuck this up, I'm going to have to go back into the ambush, find the town again. Oh, god damn. So there, 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 there were instances like that. They are, di- they are gone now. I go back into the village. Everything is dead. Uh, everything that is supposed to be dead looks dead. Everything that's supposed to be alive looks alive. And outside of that, the game is very enjoyable. The combat system really works. It it blends in Divinity Original Sin 2 combat, and it also blends in uh, skill checks for uh, for like perception checks or uh, or or of course strength checks, uh, uh, wisdom saves, and all that sort of jazz. But there were instances where it was like. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know if this is a glitch or anything like that because there were times where I got stuck in a loading screen for about an hour before I finally said, all right, I need to turn this off real fast. Yeah. So where we enjoy the game wholeheartedly, if you aren't into early access stuff, especially since we're, we're describing a couple of the bugs that are coming out with it, probably stay away with it until they finally patch out all the stuff and you get a... F- you get the full release because at the full release, you'll be getting all of the features from the player's handbook. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm I'm also someone that tends to avoid early access games too. Um, I, I learned my lesson hard from from Arc. Yes, and um, like from there, I was like, no, I'm not going to do early access again. And let's be very frank here because Larian Studios is not a AAA developer. They, they for the last two games have had to use Kickstarter for a campaign to uh, make sure that they have the budget to make the games. Yeah, and like that—that that is actually how Divinity: Original Sin first came out. It was on yep. a Kickstarter, so you would you would give them money, they would make this game, and bada bing, bada boom, good things happened. It, it, and it and it was successful. It succeeded fucking wildly. Mm-hmm. And then Divinity: Original Sin two happened. And it was like. Okay, you guys, uh, you you guys take the crown away from Bethesda. Um, we we enjoy you now, and so with with as small of a studio as Larian Studios is, you have to understand with the kind of game that they're making, it is going to have bugs in it. I'm not talking about a game where like Bethesda makes one and. Todd Howard will tell you it just works and the game comes out just a fucking mess. They actually made something that is still that is playable right now. It is it is as everybody says rough around the edges and you know it's going to be weird having a, a goblin T-pose at you. Yeah. And I also do think that the the full game may not get a release until maybe a year from now. 
It I'm, could be less though. It it could it could be less because they're throwing out patches like no other. Yeah, and I'm talking about there were a couple days where I'm like, holy shit, this is another patch. I'm like, okay, the, at least they're paying attention to their fucking game. Unlike, unlike, unlike fucking Necromunda. Yeah, let's let's not get into that. Oh, Jesus yeah, that's Christ. too depressing. Yeah. But no, like we see that the, the the studio is actually taking care of their game, and like I. I Larian, I bought this game because Larian has my trust. Um, until I see a dip in quality in the in the full release of a game from them, they have my trust. Yeah, and I, I have expressed before that I hope that Larian does not go the direction of Bethesda. Uh, one person asked me, "Do you mean being bought off by Microsoft?" No. What I mean is, Bethesda was a company that made incredible games, games that uh, were absolute treasures for role players um, up until Skyrim. Like Skyrim was the last full release from Bethesda that I think was a great game. After this, it it was rocky from Fallout 4. Uh, it was um, pretty detrimental to their, their um, reputation with the Elder Scrolls Online and then by the time Fallout seventy six came out, it's like, what the fuck are we doing with you guys? Mm-hmm. It, it it's it can happen with any studio. So, which is why, again, it comes down to you, especially if you get into early access games, for you to keep the developers on their toes, report any bugs, say that's uh, say that you would like features being added. There is a suggestion and feedback. Uh, uh, sub forum in their actual community hub if you want something to come into the game throw it out there if you encounter a bug share screenshots on the community hub if you encounter any bugs tell them how you got into the bug like what exactly was happening not just oh now there's a t-pose no tell them what happened tell them how you got to that like weird ass moment in your game I haven't experienced any lip sync errors in a very long time playing that game. They listen. Yeah. They, which, they do. They do. Yeah. Which, which is why when you get into early access, you need to realize that you're not only just playing a game, you're also testing it for the developers so that way they can iron out any of these bugs. And that's what makes it more fun for me, too. I like playtesting things. Yeah. I, I like seeing what gets broken. So, like, if, if you are somebody that is very much into the behind the scenes of a game, I'd say go for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and, and and you're absolutely right. We're basically testing the game for Larian. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of cool watching the game as it progresses into a higher, higher, uh, tightly knit structure. Now, a company can can test a game for so many times. It like it, it doesn't matter how much a game is tested, it is going to have bugs here and there. It will have exploits. Yeah. Especially in a game that's as massive but also deep as Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. And it's 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 going to be an adventure. Whether it's going to be good or bad, really 
kind of comes up to the developer at that point as well if they listen to the feedbacks. You also have to understand that not all the content is available either. Mm-hmm. So. so don't worry about the content. The content will come soon. But they need to iron out the bugs for their current content right now before they can throw out other stuff. Yeah. For all I care right now, I've, I'm getting my $60 worth. Yes. Same. So, yeah. Um, you know what else I thought was cool about this game? Mm. So, you know how in in the D&D books, you, uh, you're picking out your weapon, and it tells you that this weapon does 1d6 of damage? Like, that's what they do, they do for the weapons in Baldur's Gate 3 as well. So, it's like, normally in, like, The Witcher, it's going to tell you it'll do... 30 to 35 damage or it'll do that kind of thing in the elder scrolls no in in Baldur's gate it's like you've got all these weapons but here's a bunch of them that do that do 1d6 of damage mm-hmm. i think that's actually kind of cool yeah. i really appreciate that like that 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 is like straight ripped from the book and placing it onto the game mm-hmm. and i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm honestly waiting until they add in the monk so that way i can start oh man yeah yeah Oh, you know what? Mm. I want Dragonborn. I do. Well, I wouldn't. I. This is in the Forgotten Realms uh, area within D anD D as well, so it's yeah. going to be stuck to that. But yeah. Yeah, there's a lot I'd like to see in this. There, there, there is going to be a lot that's going to be coming out. Like, who knows? Maybe after they get the PHB out, maybe they'll actually add in a free update for anything from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Yeah, like maybe you can play your samurai now. Maybe you can play a uh, fucking uh, conqueror paladin. Like, who knows what they will add in later? But first off, let's get the basics down. That's what they're going to be focusing on. Yep. Yep. Fuck, man. Is there anything else you want to mention about this game? God, not not a lot right now. <laughs> I yeah, think we went through it, everything that really. That I really liked. Yeah, if you're if you're like me, where it's hard to find a and D party, yeah, pick up this game. At least you can control these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not like you have to wait forever for somebody to pick what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm. Oh, uh, one more thing I noticed in this game: there is no difficulty setting right now. Oh no. Oh, so, no. and this game is is kind of hard so you got to use your brain thinking you holes. do you do um i i have actually been having to strategize what to do about freeing a certain druid out of the uh prison because two little goblins if you let them escape they're gonna alert the guards and the guards are gonna come after you and then it's it's a whole heap of trouble yeah and i've been trying to figure out ways of killing both of them and like I okay, I'll use uh, grease, a, a big old grease pit right there, right in their path. No, the fuckers figure out a way to get around it. Mm-hmm. I will say this: Strat- uh, strategizing in that game is fucking remarkable. Yeah, I was able to beat the final boss of a dungeon by literally distracting him while talking, throwing up a random ass rogue. Getting him a wyvern, po- uh, wyvern poison onto his bow, and then sneak attacking the son of a bitch. <laughs> Fifty health gone like that. Yeah, like get fucked, get super pee pee fucked. Yeah, 
And uh, this game is also not a direct sequel to the Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 games. It does it's, have Baldur's Gate, though. Right. It has the city of Baldur's Gate, Yeah, but um, like, I don't think you're going to see Minsk anywhere. I don't really know, because they did, they did talk about how the Dead 3 are somehow involved in why you're not turning into a Mind Flayer. Again, we don't want to go through a lot of the story elements, because it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like... They, 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 I think there are, I think there's two characters that come back. I don't remember their names off the top of my head, though. Could you imagine how much people are going to lose their shit if, uh, if Minsk is put in this game? I mean, who really knows at this point? Yeah. I mean, you're going, you're going to Baldur's Gate and it sounds like there, there might be one or two different locations that you might be revisiting. Yeah. Outside of Baldur's Gate, that is. I bet Bioware must be fuming about this. They <sighs> Bioware should be fuming about a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, but for for a smaller studio to come out and say, "Hey, uh yeah, we're going to do your we're going to do your games now and we're going to make them good." Not to say the first two Baldur's games are not good. They're great. But they're like, "You know what? We're going to take this franchise you did and we're going to rub our dicks all over it. I mean, if they really wanted to keep Baldur's Gate, then I guess they should have made another Baldur's Gate game. Yeah. Instead of relying on modders to basically do the thi- uh, do everything for them. They should have just kept making good games. Why don't you make good games, Bioware? Don't worry. Your next Dragon Age is going to be a fucking MOBA. Or not a MOBA, uh, a fucking MMORPG, apparently. Oh, uh, no. Don't you want to know where the Red Lyrium comes uh, from? Oh, I don't want to know where the Red Lyrium comes from. But the dwarf. But why is it here? Like, <laughs> just, should should we be concerned about the Red Lyrium? Nah, let's go kill a demon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but what is it doing here? It is literally in a mine shaft that was supposed to be for iron, and now it is here. Are you saying that it grows naturally? Anything? Can I get any sort of information about this fucking thing? No? Okay. Why even bring it up at this point? Yeah. Oh, you know what? If uh, Wizards of the Coast decides to do a deal with uh, Larian to have them make an Icewind Dale game, I'll lose my shit. I mean, fuck, dude. The sky's the limit at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now, it's like I, I think... Both companies are going to be making a shitload of money from this. I swear to God, if it turns out, if it turns out that they start that they start uh getting other copyrights, like you know, and I'm 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 talking about not just for Wizards of the Coast. I'm talking about I don't know for Star Wars games. Oh, I'm talking about <laughs> just to just to kick the shins and get like have them do a a Knights of the Old Republic game. God. <laughs> There's a guy on I think back in the olden days Imger every single time every day he would post a single image from uh, Knights of the Old Republic and he says I will post this I will post an image every day until Knights of the Old Republic comes out. He's been going at this for about 5 years. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Poor man. Dude, Poor man. I feel dead inside. But no, you're right, though. Sky is the limit. Who knows? Let's see what happens. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. 
All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up then. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you like what we do, give us a like on facebook.com slash arrogantmedia. Uh, follow us on at Media Arrogant on Twitter. Share the show. Get people listening. And we even have our own merch store as well, merch.arrogantmedia.net. Pick up a t-shirt, a mug, whatever you want to. At some point, I am actually going to be taking, it, taking down some of those styles. So if there is one that you want... Pick it up because um, I'm looking to replace some of those. Yay. So with that, I don't know where to go from here. I've already seen the tips of the, the mountain. I've seen the tips. I mean, I mean, just just be careful in Baldur's Gate. Just, 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 just hey, hey, well, here, here we go, buddy. Don't worry about it. I can tie it all together because... In Baldur's Gate, you gotta be careful of one thing. Know what it is? What is it? Fall damage. (laughs) Okay, 